Welcome to the Higher Ed Jobs Podcast. I'm Andy Hibble, the Chief Operating Officer and one of the co-founders of Higher Ed Jobs. And I'm Kelly Sherwin, the Director of Editorial Strategy. Today, our guest expert is Dr. Christopher Lee. Chris is currently a Managing Director with Storbeck Search. Over his career, Chris has served as the Chief Human Resources Officer for William & Mary, Bates College, and the Virginia Community College System. We also are fortunate to have Chris as a regular contributor with us at Higher Ed Jobs. Thank you, Chris, for joining us today. My pleasure. So the question today is, how and when is it appropriate to ask if there is an opportunity for growth in the department? Chris, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so this is something that we all kind of get to at some point where you're looking for growth opportunities and you're asking yourself, you know, can I, should I, how would I? And it's great if you have the luxury of winning the boss lottery where you get a great leader who comes to you and says, hey, Kelly or Chris, say, you know, I've noticed some great things about you. You know, can I help you move on to the next level? Absent that happening, you have to get to that kind of middle ground of feeling a little queasy about, yeah, can, can I ask? Should I say something, you know? And so this is something we all probably will have to deal with at some point. The first question would be, in my mind to yourself, is what do you mean by growth, right? Are you looking for more responsibility, kind of grow in place, you know, uh, doing the job you're doing? Does that mean a different job at a higher level or a different job altogether, right? Or does it mean I need to make more money, you know, my lifestyle or my family's growing and I need to get a, a promotion or new work or expanded career opportunities? So that's an important question to ask. What do you mean by growth? Because that growth may or may not be at the institution, in the same department, in the same kind of career sort of trajectory. Then the other part becomes who will help you. Now, unfortunately, not every supervisor is progressive in their thinking. And quite frankly, I've known many situations where supervisors are are just the opposite, where some don't want to see people grow. I was even talking to an HR manager this summer who said about a potential new opportunity she was interviewing for, I need to keep this confidential because I've seen what happens at my institution when people go off for interviews and come back and are unsuccessful. They're treated differently. So this is an HR manager. So that tells you that not every supervisor, and that when I was doing presidential searches with the community college system, there were more than one person who was a sitting president who came back and they withdrew from the process, right? <laughs> and they, they, cause they had a conversation with their board chair. One board chair said just very plainly, if you go to Virginia, that's a one-way ticket, right? So when you come back, you may not be employed. So that's a practical reality of you may not have a supportive leader. Now, if you don't have a supportive leader, then the question is, what do you do? And there are two or three options for you. A coach, a mentor, colleague, and your HR department. Coaches are obviously, you know, folks who tend to be more active in, in, in kind of the day-to-day -day and mentors being people usually outside of your reporting chain or outside of your institution, you know, more seasoned people are going to help you. But coach or mentor, one category. A colleague who's more senior could be another one who understands the department, understands the institution or whatever, they can offer you advice. And then there are nice people in your HR department whose responsibility is to help people grow their careers, to hire people as well as help people internally grow their careers. And they usually know a lot about the process, the rules, as well as the opportunities available within an institution. 
So you can go to them confidentially and say, hey, I'm a, an accountant too. I want to grow my career. What are some options? What do you think? And they could say, well, we have a program for that. Or there's some funds for that. Or people in your shoes in the past have done these kinds of things, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So HR leader, HR manager, you want to probably do that either way because there's some rules and, and opportunities that you may not be aware of and your supervisor may not be aware of. But certainly a coach or mentor or colleague who's more senior could be an asset to you. And in an ideal world, you have a leader who is fully supportive of you and will help lead the way. Then the other part of that is when you're asking for those opportunities, going back to defining growth, you really want to focus on growth, not a job. Because when you're asking people for support to find a job, people make a lot of judgments about what that means, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of like saying, if I were to say to you, I'm interested in being a vice president. People might think, oh, Chris, you know, you know, I don't think you're vice president material, right? You know, I mean, because that's a judgment. But if you say, I'm interested, you know, I'm a director, I'm a dean, and I'm interested in growing my abilities or diversifying my abilities, I need to get some fundraising experience, or I need to get some personal management or budgeting experience to help me be competitive for that. That feels and seems a little different and less intimidating to people for some reason to focus on how can Chris improve or how can Chris uh, broaden his kind of professional portfolio. So I think that is a better way. And then you got a supportive leader, just as we've said when we're talking about performance management. It's a good idea to sit down with them at a different time to say to them, hey, what areas do you think I can or should grow within? And then they'll say, well, Chris, you know, you know, you don't have as much supervisor experience or, you know, you haven't had as much exposure to budgeting or your budgeting probably needs to improve, right? You say, great, can you give me some advice about how to get more budgeting experience? Take this course, talk to these people, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then you say, you know, would you support me in growing in that area? Feels a whole lot different than saying, I want to make more money, get a new job, get promoted, right? So that is a pathway to focus on growth and learning and, and development than it is to talk about, I want to make more money or get a new job. Thanks, Chris. I love how you, you framed that. I actually want to circle back and give kudos to the person that sent this question in. And this is kind of tying in kind of a theme of what I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying today. This person is taking accountability and responsibility for their own mm. growth and movement. And like you said, in an ideal world, it would be fantastic if every supervisor is like, Kelly, you are doing such an exceptional job. I'm going to help you grow and develop. But that doesn't always happen. So I love that you are always telling our job seekers and our IR professionals to, to, to take accountability for their own career, you know, do some professional development, have the courage to ask, know when to ask. So I love that advice. Yeah, because there's always a partnership. Nobody succeeds alone, right? And so you have to do your part. And some of it is also the fact that before you ask, you need to make sure that your house is in order, <laughs> right? So, so it's just kind of like saying, okay, you want to grow. It's like, oh, well, Chris, you, you need to be focused on this before you start thinking about that, right? You know I'm saying? So take care of this stuff here, then come back and talk to me. You know, it's always two parts of a whole, right? So you have to do your part and let leaders do their part. Now, leaders are human, so they may miss things. I mean, the action is, is constant, and they may not be thinking about it on your time schedule. And they missed the golden window of opportunity for promotion. So, for example, in higher ed, as you know, a lot of things in that fiscal year, right? So you want to have that conversation in January, February, and March, because they're putting in budget proposals in, in March, April, and May. 
and they could give you a, a promotional opportunity, but they're not thinking about it right now because they got all these other things happening in the year. Okay, and then they missed that opportunity to put in that reclassification request or that new position request. So if your boss is, is human and busy, you would do yourself a favor by bringing it up in January or February. So then they can start thinking about it. They're like, oh, you know what, Kelly, you know, um, you're thinking about doing this. Maybe we add 25% to your position. You get a 20% pay raise and you get a new title, new responsibilities. Perfect scenario. It'd be even better if they came out with that on their own. But again, they're human. They may be busy. And so if you do that, you can actually increase your chances of success. Great advice. Excellent. Truly excellent, Chris. I feel like I want to add something here that is, and I'm a little fearful I'm restating the obvious, but I do want to point this out. The name of our site is Higher Ed Jobs. We're talking about higher ed. You have an institution of higher education, particularly at larger schools, that could have a program in higher education. And if you're looking to add to your skill set, so many HR offices are promoting the tuition benefits of working at a college or university. Yep. Take advantage of those. It's acceptable, I think, from a cultural standpoint to want to go get a graduate degree in higher education and possibly even pursue a graduate degree to work in another department. That's a pretty acceptable part of academia. Explore it if that's an option. If you're at an institution where that isn't an option and you kind of feel shut out, Go to an institution doing what you're doing and then take advantage of their graduate programs for pursuing that. Look at that. It is baked into what you do. You are on campus. You have the ability to do this. I think supervisors don't have a choice but to respect it. It's one of the benefits Absolutely. of working at a it's, college it's the mission, university. Right. Yeah. So yeah. check check that I know that's not the specifics of this question, but I've seen lots of people over the years completely reset the direction of their careers by using a graduate degree to point them in the right direction and build on their skills. Yes. And as you say, Andrew, universities are big, complex places. Very few people know all the rules, but that HR manager does, right? So that's their job to know that. Your supervisor may not know all the rules because there's a lot of rules and there's a lot going on. And so first stop might need to be to talk to HR. And then if you're they're smart. You come back with those policies, procedures, programs, and services that are available in written form, and you share it with your supervisor. <laughs> right? So it's like, hey, here's what I found. As you're having that conversation, it makes it easy for them to say yes, right, and to support your efforts. Thanks so much, Chris. My pleasure, as always. If you have a question for Chris, please feel free to email us at podcast at higheredjobs.com or tweet us at higheredjobs. We'd love to have your questions. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.